Letter ninety of Pamela, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pamela, Volume Two by Samuel Richardson. Letter ninety. My dearest Mr. B. I have been considering of your commands in relation to Mr. Locke's book, and since you are pleased to give me time to acquit myself of the task, I shall beg to include in a little book my humble sentiments, as I did to Lady Davers, in that I showed you in relation to the plays I had seen. And since you confine me not to time or place, I may be three or four years in completing it, because I shall reserve some subjects to my further experience in children's ways and tempers, and in order to benefit myself by the good instructions I shall receive from your delightful conversation in that compass of time, if God spare us to one another. And then it will moreover be still worthier of the perusal of the most honoured and best beloved of all my correspondents, much honoured and beloved as they all are. I must needs say, my dear Mr. B., that this is a subject to which I was always particularly attentive, and among the charities your bountiful heart permits me to dispense to the poor and indigent, I have had always a watchful eye upon the children of such, and endeavoured by questions put to them, as well as to their parents, to inform myself of their little ways and tempers, and how nature delights to work in different minds, and how it might be pointed to their good, according to their respective capacities, and I have for this purpose erected with your approbation a little school of seven or eight children among which is four in the earliest stages when they can but just speak and call for what they want and love and i am not a little pleased to observe when i visit them in their school time that principles of goodness and virtue may be instilled into their little hearts much earlier than is usually imagined and why should it not be so for may not the child that can tell its wants and make known its inclination be easily made sensible of yours and what you expect from it provided you take a proper method for sometimes signs and tokens and even looks uniformly practised will do as well as words as we see in such of the young of the brute creation as we are disposed to domesticate and to teach to practice those little tricks of which the aptness or docility of their natures makes them capable but yet dearest sir i know not enough of the next stage the mature part of life to touch upon that as i wish to do and yet there is a natural connection and progression from the one to the other and i would not be thought a vain creature who believes herself equal to every subject because she is indulged with the good opinion of her friends in a few which are supposed to be within her own capacity 
for i humbly conceive that it is no small point of wisdom to know and not to mistake one's own talents and for this reason permit me sir to suspend till i am better qualified for it even my own proposal of beginning my little book and in the meantime to touch upon a few places of the admirable author that seem to me to warrant another way of thinking than that which he prescribes but dear sir let me premise that all that your dear babies can demand of my attention for some time to come is their health and god has blessed them with such sound limbs and to all appearances good constitutions that i have very little to do but to pray for them every time i pray for their dear papa and that is hourly and yet not so often as you confer upon me benefits and favours and new obligations even to the prevention of all my wishes were i to sit down and study for what must be the next as to this point of health mr locke gives these plain and easy to be observed rules he prescribes first plenty of open air that this is right the infant will inform one who though it cannot speak will make signs to be carried abroad and is never so well pleased as when enjoying the open and free air for which reason i conclude that this is one of those natural pointings as i may say that are implanted in every creature teaching it to choose its good and to avoid its evil sleep is the next which he enjoins to be indulged to its utmost extent an admirable rule as i humbly conceive since sound sleep is one of the greatest nourishers of nature both to the once young and to the twice young if i may use the phrase and i the rather approve of this rule because it keeps the nurse unemployed who otherwise may be doing it the greatest mischief by cramming and stuffing its little bowels till ready to burst and if i am right what an inconsiderate and foolish as well as pernicious practice it is for a nurse to waken the child from its nourishing sleep for fear it should suffer by hunger and instantly pop the breast into its pretty mouth or provoke it to feed when it has no inclination to either and for want of digestion must have its nutriment turned to repletion and bad humours excuse me dear sir these lesser particulars mr locke begins with them and surely they may be allowed in a young mamma writing however it be to a gentleman of genius and learning to a papa on a subject that in its lowest beginnings ought not to be unattended to by either i will therefore pursue my excellent author without farther apology since you have put his work into my hands the next thing then which he prescribes is plain diet this speaks for itself for the baby can have no corrupt taste to gratify all is pure as out of the hand of nature and what is not plain and natural must vitiate and offend then no wine or strong drink equally just and for the same reasons little or no physic undoubtedly right for the use of physic without necessity or by way of precaution as some call it begets the necessity of physic and the very word supposes distemper 
or disorder and where there is none would a parent beget one or by frequent use render the salutary force of medicine ineffectual when it was wanted next he forbids too warm and too straight clothing this is just as i wish it how often has my heart ached when i have seen poor babies rolled and swathed ten or a dozen times round then blanket upon blanket mantle upon that its little neck pinned down to one posture its head more than it frequently needs triple crowned like a young pope with covering upon covering its legs and arms as if to prevent that kindly stretching which we rather ought to promote when it is in health and which is only aiming at growth and enlargement the former bundled up the latter pinned down and how the poor thing lies on the nurse's lap a miserable little pinioned captive goggling and staring with its eyes the only organ it has at liberty as if supplicating for freedom to its fettered limbs nor has it any comfort at all till with a sigh or two like a dying deer it drops asleep and happy then will it be till the officious nurse's care shall awaken it for its undesired food as if resolved to try its constitution and willing to see how many difficulties it could overcome then he advises that the head and feet should be kept cold and the latter often used to cold water and exposed to wet in order to lay the foundation as he says of an healthy and hardy constitution now sir what a pleasure it is to your pamela that her notions and her practice too fall in so exactly with this learned gentleman's advice that excepting one article which is that your billy has not yet been accustomed to be wet shod every other particular has been observed and don't you see what a charming charming baby he is nay and so is your little davers for his age pretty soul perhaps some were they to see this would not be so ready as i know you will be to excuse me and would be apt to say what nursery impertinences are these to trouble a man with but with all their wisdom they would be mistaken for if a child has not good health and are not these rules the moral foundation as i may say of that blessing its animal organs will play but poorly in a weak or crazy case these therefore are necessary rules to be observed for the first two or three years for then the little buds of their minds will begin to open and their watchful mamma will be employed like a skilful gardener in assisting and encouraging the charming flower through its several hopeful stages to perfection when it shall become one of the principal ornaments of that delicate garden your honoured family pardon me sir if in the above paragraph i am too figurative i begin to be afraid i am out of my sphere writing to your dear self on these important subjects but be that as it may i will here put an end to this my first letter on the earliest part of my subject rejoicing in the opportunity you have given me of producing a fresh instance of that duty and affection wherewith i am and shall ever be my dearest mr b your grateful happy p b end of letter ninety